This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Mary Goulet. It's good to have you back. We missed you too. Richie Ote, what's up, babies? Hello, hello. And all good, good, good. And we are joined by the one and only Marie White hanging out with us here in studio today. What's going on? Get real close to that mic. Give it a nice, like, like tilt it up a little bit. I'm going to try and lick the mic. No, don't lick it because you don't know know the people that have been before you there. Believe me, licking that mic is not a good idea. Nothing's coming through my headset. Should something be coming through? Well, maybe we can turn that up a little bit. Is that better? Now you can hear it. Say too loud, loud. too loud. Okay, even better. Thank you. Welcome. All right, so awesome having you here. And for those who are joining us on Reinvention Radio for the very first time and listening for the very first time, welcome. We are super glad you are here. If you are a podcast listener and have been listening to the podcast edition of this show and have been rating and reviewing and subscribing the show, thank you very, very much for that. And don't forget, we do broadcast live every Thursday from 12 until 2 Pacific. And you can join that feed at reinventionradio.com. And uh, if you are listening live and want to call in with your questions, of course, we would love to hear from you as well. And that phone number is 866-977-2346. And you can join in on the conversation. <laughs> because who wouldn't want to talk to you, Marie? <laughs> I mean, really, just um, what what an amazing human being you are, first of all. And uh, thank you for making the trek to be here today. We won't talk about where you came from, <laughs> but uh, you are not here in San Diego. But you made a trek for hours and hours and hours and hours to be here with us. So thank you for joining us in studio. It's definitely a lot more fun. Uh, having you here. So thank you for that, first of all. Well, thanks, Steve. Absolutely. Uh, Man. All right. So uh, needless to say, we've got a lot of ground to cover with you, but there are um, a lot of folks who are listening right now who don't uh, know your story. And of course, uh, that's why you're here is to share your story. Uh, But there's so much more to it than just uh, what people may see on the surface. So we'd like to obviously try to get um, a bit deeper as well. But uh, you've got a pretty incredible story to share. Um, why don't we? Why don't we get to the the crux of the story? Just don't need to go too far back. But mm, the work that you do now is uh, really revolves around what happened to you uh, and your family um, a, a number of years ago already. So why don't you take us back to uh, what happened? Why don't we just start there? Okay. Well, it's, it's unfortunate that your um, listeners can't see in here because Mary is wearing a most beautiful top and she looks fabulous today. You need to have that right. Thank you. in a picture. Aww. We'll have to take a picture and post that on we social media. We will take pictures, yes. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, yes, we are on even playing field today. Two guys, two girls, look out. <laughs> it could be trouble. Well, um, as he said, my name is Marie White, and uh, three years ago, our toddler was abducted. And life changed. I mean, obviously, life changes with that. Um, it's not... It's not like you see in the movies. It is not, it happens and you fall to the floor and your hands are raised to the sky and you're screaming and you're going, why, why? Like there is no time for calm. There is no time for reflection. There is no time for why did this happen? There is only time for action. Mm. And so it becomes days and weeks and months and years of, you know, who do we call? Do we call the police? Do we call, you know, social services and attorney? Do we, who, who do we notify for this? And where do we go? And do we leave the house? And do we stay at the house? And it just becomes this intense event that overtakes your entire life. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to actually then 
set the stage a little bit better for folks because I'm I'm I mean I don't even know how are you even like first of all how you're even talking <laughs> I mean knowing that a child is out there somewhere and you don't know where or maybe you do and that's part of what we were trying to figure out too just in, as far as all of this goes but where was the what, your son right daughter daughter is your daughter I sorry I don't actually reveal you don't actually reveal. I don't, okay. Because the case is still ongoing, it could be dangerous for our child. Where, okay. Where was your child at? At you, home. At home? Yeah. This person came into the house. Yes. Was this someone do you think this is someone that you knew? No. You're certain it's not someone that you knew? Yes. So that's all been exhausted. Any of the friends or family or relatives and all of that has been exhausted. Why would someone want your child, do you think? There are a lot of sick people out there, and I, I really can't even give a motive for why someone would do something so heinous. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So when you say the case is still open, what case? Uh, well, the missing child case, the, cha- okay. the case for looking for our child, and then the case for, um, you know, as, as most situations like this, you get hints along the way. Um, one of the, the people in the book that I wrote um, talks about how he would get uh, a Facebook message from a friend of a friend of a friend's grandmother who would pop up a picture of his children as they were searching for them, as they had the private detectives looking for them. Like, they would see little hints, or the detective would find, you know, the mom had gone, it would, this um, particular person, the uh, ex-wife, had stolen the children. And they would find that, you know, the mom had filled a prescription somewhere. And so they were always chasing, but always just behind. And that's mostly the case for most of us, is that we're, we get little bits and pieces, but we never get the whole story. So you have had little yes. clues. So, okay, go ahead, Rich. I, uh, I've got a bazillion questions, but I keep thinking of, is there any agency that compiles a bunch of this data together where they can kind of maybe, I don't know, profile other child abductors? Just because it seems like this, this is a certain type of person, obviously. It is. Um, you find out a lot about our justice system, our um, police force, our um, judicial system. You find out about a lot of that when you go through something like this and you find out how broken it is mm-hmm. and I, how it is difficult. I, I'm sorry. I have to go back to this abduction. This, so this was in your house. Was this in the middle of the night? You woke up and the child was gone? No, it was during the day. You were home, your husband, you Yes. Yeah, okay, so are you guys still married? Yes. You are still married. Well, that's, I've heard... Mm, yes, that's that. a good question, and most people don't stay. Yeah, I've heard that. It causes, a, you know, I mean, obviously it's a hugely traumatic. I mean, just, God, I can't even imagine as a couple what you guys... Do you have other children? We do. We have older children, uh, teenagers at the time, and, you know, obviously they're still teenagers or, or getting older. Um, yeah, so that's been an interesting dynamic, Wait, too. Wait, so you had a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 3-year-old or something of that nature in mm-hmm. the house? Yes. And they were home at that time, or it was just you? It was you, your husband? It was... Who was home during the day when this happened? Everyone except for my husband. Everyone except for your husband was home? Yes. So did you see this happen? Mm-hmm. You saw this happen. So this person came into the house. You... Your two children, well, three children, so your, your teenagers are home. Yes. Your teenagers are home, you're home, your husband is off at work or something of that nature. Yes. This person breaks down the door, rings the doorbell, goes in through a window. I can't tell you that. It's part <laughs> of her case. Yeah. But do you believe in your heart of hearts that she, you're, I don't know why I think of girl. You can say here, it doesn't, she, it doesn't, she doesn't matter. matter. Um, <laughs> safe? Yeah. Um... Alive. 
Okay. Safe, we don't know. And so wow. did, why, if there were three of you, did you not attack this person? Can you speak to that? I can't. You can't? I can't. What can we talk about? We can talk about what everything else except for that, except for identifying the information that is still ongoing with the case. And, okay, so just, just so I'm clear, how does that discussion, why is that sealed? Why is that something that we can't talk about? Because someone who would do this would use any excuse to hurt our child. So you're afraid if you say something about... That what, identifies anything about it that yes. they... They will then use it to hurt our child, and we can't risk that. And you were advised of that? Yes. Okay. So my question as a mom of two kids, um, I, I mean, I, my hat is off to you like crazy that you were able to formulate thoughts in a shorter time frame than I think I would still be on the kitchen floor. What do you mean, Mary? I, what do you mean? I think I know what she means, but I think she already told us there was no, it's not like Hollywood fall to the floor. What am I going to do? She just said, you only have time to act. I mean, so to but your point, Mary, I think you're, you're still thinking you would be like, Oh my gosh. And, and I'd be and you sitting in the be. church, but I think what, what she's um, getting at is probably prior. You thought that's the way you would react to. Yes. Yes, you go into mama bear mode. I mean, you and know. And now it's yeah. just boom, yeah. boom, yeah. boom. Got to get stuff done now, it sounds yes. like. Yes. So with your writing books and your notoriety on uh, YouTube, that is an okay thing for you to do that won't harm your child? Well, do you it's know funny. What I mean? Yeah, it's, it's an excellent That's question. Exactly what I mean. <laughs> When I first started the YouTube channel, it was within, I would say, maybe three months of this happening. And it was really one of those moments where, I mean, you know, you guys are parents, you know the only time you actually get to think as a parent is in the shower. Yeah. So, and usually you get out of the shower and you have no idea what I was thinking about in the shower while I was mm-hmm. in there. And the YouTube channel was one of those things I had thought in the shower for about two years and had a toddler I wasn't able to act on. Well, as this was happening, and oh my gosh, I mean, so much crying. So much, I mean, you're crying, but you're still trying to find, you know, your child and you're still mm-hmm. going through that. And you're searching for answers. And there, like I said, there isn't time to break down and really be upset because everything in you is saying, my child needs me and I have to find them. So every moment of every day is moving, moving and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things with that was to be able to pray in the shower and just be like, Lord, I know you have allowed this. I know you could have stopped it at any point, and you could have said this will not happen to this innocent child, but you allowed it. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what do you want me to do with this pain? Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, I will do it. I will not waste this pain. I will not let this happen. Yeah. All right, well, let's give you a minute here to thank you <laughs> for a second, and we'll uh, take a quick break here on Reinvention Radio. More with Marie Wright right after this. You 
were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're at a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Ulcher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many get on the right path and be clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step for realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting TheReinventionWorkshop.com today. No more delays, no more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to TheReinventionWorkshop.com. That's TheReinventionWorkshop.com. And now, back to Reinvention Radio. Here's your host, Steve Ulsher. All right, welcome back to Reinvention Radio. Uh, so, hi, Marie. Hi. Uh, Marie White hanging out with us here. Uh, well, uh, first of all, you know, thank you for being vulnerable. I'm sure you've told the story a million times, but I'm, you know, to be vulnerable enough to to share the story uh, again here with the same emotions, I'm sure you've told it a hundred times. I imagine that never changes for you, no matter how many times you tell it, because it's still very real for you, right? So it's, um, yeah, all I can say is I hope things work out as they should, uh, and that for whatever reason the Lord taketh, uh, the Lord giveth back, right? That's yes. uh, what we can hope for. Yeah, so let's go back to um, right before the commercial break. You were basically, okay, you have faith, and okay, God, you will you let this happen. Now what do I do with this pain yes. so you don't drown in it? Yes. Because, you know, it's funny, I'm doing a podcast on the saints because I'm Catholic and the Catholic saints. And that's what they did. Whenever they had physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual aridness, they would offer it up to God and get into service. Yes. Mother Teresa was not a happy person. She was a very, um, she struggled a lot with her emotions, but she worked tirelessly for, uh, sick and dying people. She gave her whole being to that, but she was struggling with her own demons in a way. So to that point, did you have a shift when you, cause he will answer us. Yes, absolutely. He does. And, and really that's what it came down to. It came down to an idea that had been, you know, in my shower time for two years, which was to start a YouTube channel for new adult believers who were coming to church and they were, you know, for the first time maybe going to church and they're hearing the pastor say, well, you know, like Joseph. And they're going, "Who's well, who's Joseph? I just, you know, it's the first time I've been here. And so I started um, Bible Stories for Adults, which are short two to four minute videos taking a new believer through every story in the Bible. Nice. And mm. Old Testament, New Testament? Yes, both. Wow. Both. And so it goes through all of those and it just kind of gives you an introductory lesson to what the Bible is. And you can listen to them really short, you know, easy but like you said, I was being very careful, so no one knew my name on there. I didn't use a name, and uh, I didn't allow comments. 
because I was I didn't know also if there'd be some trolls that would put some nasty yeah. things on there and yeah. you know parents might be watching with their kids. And so I was really, really, really careful. And that was my first foray into social media and into, you know, I didn't know how to use YouTube. I knew I had to yeah. look up stuff on it, but nothing else. Yeah. So there, there's going to be people who are listening who are going to be thinking to themselves, like, how can you do that? Like, that has nothing to do with what should be consuming you. Enti- I mean, it should be like 100% consuming. You, Your child has been abducted. Now you're doing videos for Bible newbies or, you know, doing your Christian ministry or your missionary type work and so on. How do you reconcile the two? I mean, because like you said, you took out the comments so people couldn't say such things because mm-hmm. I'm sure if you had a knucklehead like me, you know, it'd be like, <laughs> how can you be talking about this Bible stuff when you should be out looking for your child? Right. Like, right. What, what do you say to, to people who are who are saying things like that to you? You know, like Marie, how, how do you even have the you know the the room in your head to be doing this sort of thing? Shouldn't every waking moment be dedicated to getting your child back? What what do you say to those folks? I thought Mary was going to ask something. I was, there. Well, I think I know the answer because of how I operate. But I want to hear yours because I think we're probably on the same page. We probably are. I, I think we are probably on the same page. And that was just that the stories in the Bible came alive. During that time, you know, when you read about, you know, Ruth, you know, leaving her family to go with her mother-in-law who had lost everything. I mean, she had lost her husband and her two children, was going back to a land she didn't belong, that was her old hometown, going there. And when the people see her and they go, oh, you're back in town. She's like, yes, but now I want you to call me Mara, which means bitterness, because I have lost everything. Mm -hmm. And for us, we knew those stories intimately. When I'm reading those and I'm doing them on the YouTube channel, I mean, I'm losing it like I am now and just having to pause and stop and cut parts out. But it also reached people in a way I could never have reached them before. Mm -hmm. When they watched it, they related. Well, and to that point, there is, it's it's where you meet heaven is, and the help from the heavens and the, the saints and Jesus and God and your guardian angel and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and Mary that's why I'm in prayer as often as I can be. Like I prayed the rosary driving in to the studio today. I am very matter of fact about that because I, my show is Cultivate a Rich Interior. I want people to know that's where you go yes. when you are in pain because that yes. is the soft landing of you. That's where you get your strength. I know it sounds so yes. cliche, but... Strength on in a mental way is not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about strength from the interior. And the Bible is rife with stories of loss and struggle and pain. And they all of them eventually realize God. Yes, he's the answer. He is it. He is all. And I know exactly why you did that. That's why I'm doing a podcast on the saints. We're all called to be saints. We're all called to be holy. We're all sinners and called to sainthood. Because all the stories of the saints, they're just regular people living in a family, maybe on a farm, maybe in a city. Mm -hmm. And their stories are fascinating. So bravo to you. Yeah. And then there's going to be the flip side of that, you know, which is how could a god of any sort, I mean, doesn't matter what your God is. I mean, we can look across the the globe 
and we can see these uh, ridiculous atrocities that take place under various quote-unquote gods, right? So it's universal from that standpoint. So how do you how do you reconcile that? I mean, one person to be, I mean, such a, an incredible person of faith from that standpoint, but the same person, the same thing, the same being that you're holding in such high stead. I mean, this is the same being that ostensibly let this happen, no? Absolutely. And that's absolutely the question that becomes the you know, if you could have allowed, if you allowed this, there had to be a reason. If I know you the way I know you, and you allowed this, then there has to be a reason. And I will climb every mountain, and I will stand on every hilltop, and I will stand on tiptoes and look beyond the horizon until I find it. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you let this happen. So, do you have a sense of what that reason is now? I do now. What I do. You, what do you think it is? I think that the half million viewers who have watched the YouTube's channels and have written me from all over the globe. That the fact that I became an online missionary through another organization, and now I get to talk to people in Myanmar, in Japan, in the Philippines, who are becoming Christians and are having to be persecuted. I know what they will lose for their faith. Mm-hmm. I do not believe this would have happened to us if, had we not been Christians. So you, so you were already religious before yes. this happened? Okay, so it's yes. not like you found your faith no. after, after this happened? No, and we didn't grow up in Christian homes either, my husband and I. We were both grew up in just moral, nice homes and came to Christ as adults. Mm-hmm. And so the, the book that you uh, – you have more than one book. Yes. Five. Right. So the – well, at least as far as this mm, conversation is concerned, uh, the strength for parents of missing children, I mean, that's probably the, the, the book that you would direct folks to if, yes. God forbid, they've been in a similar situation. So – have you found that there is, in fact, a community of of people who have gravitated towards you or people who have picked up your book and written to you? What What's happened since you put this book out, and what does the book do for folks? Oh, my goodness. It's been amazing. I thought I was writing to other families like ours because there was no resource for us. We didn't know how to handle any of this. I mean, the first three days, I felt like I wanted to vomit. I didn't know what to do with that emotion. I thought, no, I've got to be strong. I've got to be strong. I've got to keep looking for my child. I can't lose it. I can't vomit. I can't, you know, be that person. And after like three days, finally the brain cells kicked in and it was like, you know what? This is a big deal. It's Mm -hmm. okay not to be okay. Yeah, for sure. But it took me three days to come to that because in that kind of stress, your brain just is not working right. Mm -hmm. Um, The audience that has happened because of this book has been amazing. It's actually become a global audience and it's not just parents who've had a child that's been abducted but also parents who are going through a divorce where the other parent is keeping the children away from the other parent. That's Mm. trauma. Oh, my gosh. And right now, one parent per day is killing themselves because they can't deal with the stress and the fear of what's happening to their children. I mean, that's the bottom line. So that's a real epidemic then. It is a real epidemic. And this, so of those who actually have a a child abducted, is is that what you're talking about? Are you talking about mm, parents who go through divorce and then lose their children through custody or that sort of thing. We're all kind of lumped together. All kind of lumped together. Yeah, so the numbers are all kind of lumped together. It's kind of like, um, so I go to this group called Survivors of Suicide Loss. If you lost your mom, your child, your brother, your husband, your cousin, your friend, we're all in the room together because we can speak the same language. Yes. That's what I came to my mind when I was reading through your bio. Yes. You and we need that tribe 
because you can say things out loud in that safe environment and somebody will just nod their head and they're like, yeah, it totally sucks. Yes, and you get it. You don't you have to it. give the context. You no. don't have to say I'm having a bad day and explain what that bad day is. They know what that bad day is. Mm-hmm. And actually on the news just yesterday, Tyrese Gibson, the actor, mm-hmm. um, is being kept from his child. And he's you know pouring out his heart, crying on social media, having an airplane fly over with a message to his daughter's school because he's going through that right now. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, these are the people. This is the tribe that has become our tribe, along with, oddly enough, um, parents who have adult drug-addicted children. They're writing and saying this book is for us because our children are adults and they're gone for weeks or months at a time. We don't know if they're living or dead. And we don't know what they're like when they're going to they're be like when they come home. Mm-hmm. And all the emotions you write about are the same for us. Mm-hmm. What, what's happened to your relationship with your other children? It's, it's still really good. I have one that's an extrovert and one that's an introvert. Mm-hmm. So that makes it difficult (laughs) to find out how to talk with them Um, it's gotten to a good it was always at a good place but it's gotten to a place where we feel more open talking and sharing Mm because in the beginning you're kind of afraid to it's like I'm having a terrible day and I can't stop crying but you seem to have it together I don't want to bring you down today Mm. because this is your good day and so uh, you know four of us walking around the house feeling like that for the first year yeah and how are they today, three years later? How are the kids? They're doing great. Yeah? They're doing great. What, what do they say about it? So, I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, with their friends. I mean, I did, what have you noticed in terms of what's changed for them since your child went missing? What, what's changed in, about them? What, what have you noticed? Um, they're stronger, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping this is the really big thing that happens in everyone's life, that I'm hoping that this is their big thing and they won't have to go through something harder. It would be nice. But you know what? Adversity builds you up. It does. And something that big, you like you go inside. You find a way to self, I call it soul soothe yourself. Yes. Soothe your soul because still a lifetime on this planet is very short. So the people that go into their soul and learn from other people who are trying to teach this, you build a resilience. You you build a stronger inner container to manage things. You do. Well, and the same thing with Steve's book, you know, it's about, you know, Mark Twain said the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cool. And that's what we're doing. You that's what that we had to book? do. Um, I've used that <laughs> quote. I don't know if that one made the book, but yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. the same general idea, you know. What is your what? This is, you know, what What are you doing what you're doing? And for us it was why are, are we here and why did we go through this? And we're going to find it. And as it's turned out, it's been to help other people get through hard things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you say to, to your child if you had that opportunity now? Mommy loves you, yeah. and I will never give up. Yeah. Yeah. And they know this. And as Mary said, I mean, there, there have been times where I'm just like, Lord, you know, I'm just praying at night going, Lord, if we're wanting something that you don't want for us, if you want us to... Let this go. 
and move on and you're trying to tell us and we're not listening, please let us know. Because we think we're supposed to keep hoping for their return. You're not getting that message from No, God. no. There's and no seriously, way. like the next morning I get up and I check email and there's an email from a missionary in Greece who writes in and says, I was just praying for you last night and I have to let you know that the Lord revealed to me that you are not to give up and your child is coming home. And as a Christian, you don't say stuff like that if you don't know that you know that you know that yeah. that is a message you got. And wow. do, you, do you believe that? Yes. And you believe that you're closer now to yes. finding your child and perhaps even have a hunch in terms of where your child might be? Yes. Yeah. Do you think the person that you think might have done this, are they somehow like following you in your media trail? I don't think so. Did you change your name or? No. Okay. No. Um, I'm just very careful with what I put on No there. one listens to this show. So <laughs> hey, 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 hey. The best I people in the world po- listen to this show. <laughs> I tend to post afterward. So if I go somewhere, I tend to post, hey, I was just in such and such place. Got it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to letting people know step by step when my house is empty. <laughs> right. Right. And so you, you guys, uh, I, I would venture to guess, you, you moved out of that house, right? I mean, there's, there's no way you could have stayed in that house, did you? Yeah, we did move out of that house. You had, I, you would mm-hmm. think, I would think so. I mean, there's no way you could walk through those halls, go through the front door, pass by that room. Yes. Yeah. How soon after the abduction did you move out of that house? About a year. About a year. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. a like let things percolate yeah yeah well and because you're waiting for them to come home mm-hmm. yeah so at first everything stays the same you know you don't move anything you know, the sheets are cleaned the du- room is dusted but you don't move anything because mm-hmm. your child could be home any day mm-hmm. did the did the police i mean historically speaking when something like this happens it's usually someone who is very close to the child typically a parent, a grandparent, a family friend, someone, were you guys considered suspects? No, no. Never? No. They never questioned no. you? they had too and... much evidence. So. What, what sort of evidence? I can't, I can't say. tell you that, Steve. Well, you know your little investigative mind over I, here. <laughs> just trying to, like, so you, but you were never a, a suspect no. in any stretch. Because I, no. I would think, like, among, like, if you did something, not you personally, but I'm just saying, yes. like, you know, just... Yeah. If you did something and you kind of played like that whole John Bonet Ramsey thing. Oh my gosh. I mean, yes. you look at that and it's like, I fucking know they did it. I know. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, know. I, I didn't even do the investigation I and I know they did yes. it. Like, you don't yes. act that way. But if you didn't do it yes. and you become a suspect in something like yeah. that, I, that's got to be just, I, I, I can't yeah. even imagine the trauma on top of it. The trauma on top yes. of the trauma. Yeah. Do you Absolutely. feel like you might have a little PTSD? I think everyone who goes through the parental alienation or something like this or their children taken illegally into foster care or anything like that, I think they all have PTSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody can admit it because it would use, be used against them in a court of law. Yeah. So no one admits it, so then nobody can get help. So that is something I do cover in the book and try and you know give as much help as I can. Mm-hmm. Praying have the you, rosaries. Have you, um, <laughs> ha- have no you seen, copay either. Have you <laughs> seen it, right? right? Have you seen uh, Stranger Things? I have not. Oh my god, you have, have to watch not. that. Because you when when you have you seen Treasure Things, Richie? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it, Mary? 
No. no. All right. My daughter <laughs> so, told me I should watch it, though. Yeah, so basically a child gets abducted into the Upside Down, right? And Winona, Winona Ryder is the, the mom in this. She just loses her mind. Like, every scene, she's just a wreck. Like, I mean, like, she doesn't get an award for that. But, like, literally, every, so I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, for you not to be Winona Ryder I know. is pretty amazing, really. That, I mean, all power goes to God on thank that. Thank God for her faith. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. I totally Because get. we would be. We would be. We'd be a mess on the floor. But right. if we were, there would be no one to be a voice for this. It's interesting that you're, you know, so relying on thy will, not my will. God's yes. will. Yes. You just hang on. Yes. By the fingernails of God's will. Well, and Job said, you know, these yes. are, again, you start reading it and you go like it comes alive when you're living through it. And one of the things that Job said is, should we accept good from God and not evil? And that hit me. It was like, mm-hmm. I got a whole lot of good yep. that yeah. I would take one evil and say, because of this evil, none of that counts. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of an answer to you, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> How can there be all this if it's God is good? Yeah. So you didn't come here alone today. I, I'm not... I don't know what I can say or what I can't say, <laughs> but you didn't come here alone today, yes. um, which I would venture to guess you probably don't travel alone very often anywhere, just given, I would think, some degree of fear that is probably always present for you. How does that relate to your children? I mean, you've got teenagers who are what now, 17 and 18 or somewhere right in there? or uh, College like, age. College age. So did they go away to school? Do they? Did, are they in Their school? Their identity's okay, right? Kind of? Well, I'm no. What I'm getting at, among other okay, things, it's okay. Is uh, how do you let them out of your sight? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, it, it's a process. I mean, at this point, you know, they're old enough. My son is tall enough. He's you know six foot something. Yeah, I feel comfortable letting him out of my sight, yeah. and he was the younger of the two. And so, yeah, it, it's a it's a big process. It's a mm-hmm. big process. And my husband, you know, every once in a while, he'll kind of snicker at me and be like, "You're being paranoid." I'm like, "It's not paranoia if it happened." Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's well, not paranoia. Yeah, this is not a maybe can right. happen thing. Like that shit happened. Exactly. Like, this actually yes. happened. So don't get mad at me about being yes. overprotective. Like. If there is the like uh, the personification of uh, like you as a parent of someone whose child has been yes. abducted should be yes a helicopter parent. yes <laughs> like and I was already which is the oddest thing like I I like, was the parent who when my son was twelve was in the bathroom with me at the gas station uh, right and like a woman walked in she's like there's like a man she's like I'm so sorry that yeah. there's a man my son is twelve I don't want him alone in the truck stop ga- ba- you know bathroom right? by himself and she's like no no that's fine more power to you. Yeah. Like, sorry, son, I would rather you be embarrassed than abducted. Yeah. And then to have that happen when you're already that kind of paranoid parent. Oh, man. I, mean, I don't want to scare your listeners, but it can happen to anyone. Yeah. And then, you know, just to that point of what you focus on, it's so not saying by any stretch that that, but that's what you said, Rich. It's like, yeah, but all right, let's do this. So if people want, so you've got books, so yes. you've got books, you've got a, a website. What yes. If people want to get more information about you or watch these uh, Bible video, you know, type stories and so on. Like, where should people go? What, what should they well, do? Well, your listeners can actually get a free copy of one of my books, which is called Changing Your Life in Just 10 Days. Uh, pretty secular, just, you know, kind of gives you some great tips to help you. And that's at my website, which is Marie White, spell like the color, author.com. That's mm-hmm. Marie White, author.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so, what's next for you? What do you do? I mean, obviously not this afternoon, but <laughs> in general, how, how do you continue to move forward? I continue to look for whatever opportunities God has in my way that he wants to continue sharing the message 
that there is hope even in the midst of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Mary, any? Uh, I know this is near and dear to you just because of the you know the connection to to God. There, any any final thoughts from Marie? I just I'm so thankful that you had the grace from God to get it to go right back to Him. Yeah, that's a tremendous amount of grace and mercy. He is merciful. Yes. Richie, I know, uh, I can't even imagine, man. I, I know you're sitting there in, in just stunned silence because I know what you're Every thinking. Every show dude. that it's something like this, I just, I'm such a nice guy, but I just like want to rip the skin off of these mm-hmm. people's faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, it's, but it really comes back to the thing I say, the, the, the nice side talk again. We got to just, there's obviously some hurting people out there. That someone could do this to any family, mm-hmm. they obviously are hurting and we should, Pray for them, too, probably. And just pray for people trying to connect more and listen more and reach out more and Mm -hmm. listen more and listen more and listen more and listen more. Yeah. Listen more. So, Marie, what would you say to the people that have your child? Watch out. (laughs) You're not going to get away with this. Mm -hmm. What, What do you hope happens to them? I hope the full extent of the law that justice comes mm-hmm. and mercy, but mostly justice. Mm-hmm. And I believe it will. It just takes longer than we ever thought it would. Yeah. All right. Well, Marie White, so M A R I E W H I T E, author. So MarieWhiteAuthor.com. Go grab a free copy of that book. And uh, of course, check out everything that Marie's got going on. And uh, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with you, my friend. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time here on Reinvention Radio. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. 